I'm Elizabeth. I'm Natalie. And this is Simplicity Beckons Podcast. Listen in as we pursue living intentionally by editing out the things that distract, inhibit, or diminish the very best things in this life. Because we believe in redeeming the beauty of every day and discovering the joy that can be found when you narrow your focus to what really matters. Join the conversation. Because Simplicity Beckons. How was your Christmas? It was nice. We had a really nice Christmas. It was pretty just laid back and we were with close family and yeah. What about y'all? It was the same. It felt really different this year, but it was just a nice change of pace. Yeah. At the same time, like there just wasn't much going on and I don't know. It just felt like really sweet and intimate. Yeah. I love that. Hold on. My cat is like jumping on my keyboard. Oh no. <laughs> he wants my computer. So, <laughs> but no, our Christmas was really good and it was special to be able to have one last Christmas with just Graham. And we were a little unsure if baby girl was going to try to make her debut on Christmas day, which I was really hoping not. So thankfully she didn't. We made it through the day and it's just, it was nice. But you're getting really close. So, yes. so close. Any, any day, whenever, we'll see. Whenever it happens, it'll happen. Yeah. So before we started recording, you were telling me about a little Christmas morning surprise y'all had. Which Yeah, I think we had the best little surprise. So the night before Christmas, my son, Graham, who is three, was not really excited about Santa. We don't really talk that up too much in our house. He wasn't honestly excited about presents. Like the thing he was most excited about was he is convinced in his little mind that Christmas morning means there's going to be snow. And I think it's because he's seen so many like Christmas movies or, you know, like Christmas stories, Charlie Brown, like there's always snow in all of these stories. And we live in Georgia Of course, both my husband and I are like, that is like impossible. You know, like we're like, that's not going to happen. So we're trying to like lovingly be like, hey, that doesn't always happen. You know, like maybe we will, but more often than not, there's not snow on Christmas. Even if you live in cold places, it doesn't mean there's snow on Christmas. And somehow we had the smallest dusting of snow And it was like a Christmas miracle. He was so excited Christmas morning, like running around outside in his jammies for like the tiny, I mean, you could like, it was barely covering the ground, but it was enough that he got his wish and he thought Christmas was as it should be. So hopefully it somehow snows in Georgia next year. (laughs) We did not help with the like teaching that this does not always happen. He's convinced it's going to always happen. Well, I mean, who knows at this point? I Seriously, anything could happen. That is so sweet. But it was that. fun. It made for a really special start and it gave me a little bit more time, you know, to like get breakfast together and let him play outside before we felt like we had to dive into our Christmas morning. So yeah. it was nice. Oh, so fun. Yeah, my, my daughter, she's four and she, at one point during the morning, she kind of poked her head up and she was like, wait, is this snowing? And I was like, no, it's sure not. Because for us, it was like, you know, 60, 60 degrees and sunny. Right. You guys had really good weather. And she was like, oh, okay. So (laughs) 
she handled it a little better, but she, I think she also thought that like, okay, it's Christmas. It's supposed to be snowing. So I don't know if I can remember a Christmas with snow. I can think of one. Which is a little crazy because you and I, I feel like had most of our Christmases in Colorado and you would think there would be more, but I feel like it's so rare to actually get snow on Christmas morning. I can think of one and I think I was like junior high age. I think I was a little older. So we are visiting family in Colorado right now and we did get a snow while we were here and my kids have been crazy about it and they um, have a sled and they've mm. gone sledding and gone outside and they don't really know how to dress for snow. So we keep having to remind them that, yeah, you're going to get cold. And then they come in and they're cold. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. You have to, <laughs> you have to Did you pack all of their snow stuff? Cause that can be a lot of gear. So in true Texas style, yeah. we don't have a ton of snow gear. Right. We have jackets and coats and just that's kind of what we have so yeah they don't really have good snow boots because Mm-mm. they would outgrow them in the time right you know by next year and you know we don't have snow often although it's funny we're here and it's supposed to be snowing in um in texas this morning so it's oh. always funny <laughs> it seems like it always happens when we're when we're not there but not there. yeah <laughs> anyway well i'm excited we are going to just hopefully take some time today and just kind of chat about 2020 and 2021. Um, I know it's been a big year for both of us, for pretty much everyone even listening. Like, I think that's just safe to say. Um, But I personally love New Year's Eve and I love the end of a year. I'm, you, you know, I'm a lister. And so I just, I don't know what it is, but something about the New Year's always gets me excited. Like, I feel like each year I always try to plan something fun for Justin and I to do so we actually stay awake and then (laughs) either like reflect on the year or like, I don't know, I just love goal setting and like reflecting. And so it's always a fun time of the year for me. Yeah. See, I feel like I'm getting more that way. I think I feel like as I was younger, I was so sad that Christmas was over. And like January just seemed like winter without Christmas. I was sort of like, wah, wah, like kind of bummed about it. Like school's about to start back up. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're kind of, you kind of come smashing back into reality real quick. And you're like, okay, here we go. But I feel like as I've gotten older, I can get a little more, you know, excited. And I think just there's something about starting over. You know, like you said, you can look back and you can reflect and you can say, you know, these are things that. I really liked about this year. Uh, these are some things I'd like to change. So I think I can see your perspective on it and I can kind of buy into it more now. I think particularly just as a mom as we're trying to figure mm-hmm. out the best way to keep things running and keep people dressed and fed and the house moderately picked up. I think that's one aspect of like starting over. You can kind of think of like, well, okay, what was working? What wasn't? But then I think on a larger scale, I think reflecting over the year and seeing changes and yeah, it was an action packed year. A lot happened. And Mm -hmm. I know, I feel like pretty much everyone can say that even for the people that were quarantined for most of the year or worked from home for most of the year, I think it's just, it's had a lot. And then just all of the things that happened in the world along with COVID it's just, it's, there's been a lot 
it's it's been a big year. Yeah, I feel like looking back, it's almost like five years packed into one. Yes. <laughs> like it's just like, whoa, like that happened and that happened and that happened. Like the more I keep thinking, I'm like, goodness, even like, even with just politics, you know, like in every area, it just feels like it was so action packed of things going on in the world. And then at the same time, I think when I think of 2020, I am just going to think of COVID. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like looking back, that's probably going to be the main big thing that I think of. I had a baby that right out the gate, 2020. Did. We moved. We, uh, yeah, we sold a house, bought a house. We, I started a full-time job. It's just a lot, a lot wow. of big things for 2020. And then and, if you think of your kids, like I feel like, especially being a mom with little kids, like it's like you have a completely different person each year because they grow like leaps and bounds within a year. Yes. You've even experienced that, you know, with like a newborn and now you have almost a one-year-old. Yeah. And your kids in school and virtual learning. But I think there's been good things that have come from it. Can you think of some, like maybe one or two good things that have come from 2020? It's a good question to think back on because it's hard because I don't want to give the like generic answer, you know, right. that like I feel like so many people are giving. Um, but then on one sense, like that really was what this year was about. Like I do think quarantining was so hard and the uncertainty and like the change because we started the year pregnant and then had a miscarriage and then we were filling out adoption paperwork, looking at fertility treatments, and then we were pregnant. And this whole time I was working and then I ended up quit, like quitting my work, which we were not expecting at all. I thought I was going to work this whole year. So it was kind of the same thing as you, like just a lot of uncertain things happening and we just didn't know what it was going to look like. But I feel like this year has forced everyone in a way to like embrace simplicity. <laughs> like yeah. we've really been stripped of so much that like, it's been just a sweet time to like be intentional with family and intentionally almost like be bored at home of <laughs> like, okay, well I can't leave and I'm bored. So in a way it's like brought me back to like my childhood. Like sometimes I think it's so good and healthy for kids to get bored because that's when they get creative and that's when they get like their imagination just sparks. And I think a lot of people, even adults like experience that this year. Um, and it was just good. It like brought us back, I think to where we needed to be brought back, like of just really surrendering control to God and just knowing that like, I have no idea what this plan, like even as we're ending the year, I'm like, is this going to be a 2020 baby or a 2021 baby? I just don't know. Like I have no idea. And just yeah. like feeling comfortable with that. Cause I think at the beginning of the year, I was so uncomfortable with like releasing control, mm -hmm. even just like grief and like feeling emotions and taking the time to like slow down and God just like, stripped me of all of that this year. Like I was no longer working and I had no excuse of like busyness or like not processing through things and seeing God at work and like taking the time to like be grateful and recognize his blessings. And he made it happen where like now, now I have the time to do that. And, you know, I feel like I've matured and gained that perspective this year. And it was just a lot of growth packed in one year.
Mm-hmm. It's Did almost, you experience like unexpected positives with the year? Oh, for sure. And I think it's interesting because I've heard people talk about how when you turn 30, you like become, it's like a new step into maturity where it's like a lot of things that used to kind of bother you, used to get hung up on, like you kind of grow into yourself in a way that you weren't in your 20s. And I've heard people talk about that, but it's been interesting to actually experience it because I would say it's 100% true. Like it's almost like overnight, like you turn 30 and it's like all of a sudden all these things that used to seem really important don't seem important anymore. And I'm just more comfortable in my skin. So true. We both turned 30. I didn't even think of that. That was a big thing for us. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's been interesting just to feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's things that would have caused me a lot of anxiety in the past that I'm just kind of like, Hey, you know what? It's going to be okay. Um, I've got three decades of proof. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that has been something that looking back on, it's just interesting. That's like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, it really does. And I've heard it gets even more so when you turn 40. So I guess we'll see. Got a little bit of time though. Yeah, we have that to look forward to. <laughs> right. Hopefully not another pandemic though. We can. <laughs> we believe ordinary people have extraordinary stories and they deserve to be shared. Your story matters and we would love to give you the opportunity to publish it. We are currently accepting submissions to share your story on our Simplicity Beckons platforms. Lean in and be inspired. It's an honor to hear and share your story. Find out more on our website at simplicitybeckons.com. Just listening to what you know you're saying, I think I think it's really true. I think it's been a time of reprioritizing and it's been a time of stepping back and assessing what's most important, um, which is interesting because that's kind of the whole mission of what we're doing is talking about that. And I feel like we've all had a really good opportunity to sort of slow down, reprioritize things. And I also, I just don't feel like we as a, as a society thought anything like this could happen you know, we thought, you know, we were, we're beyond something like this, you know, shaking things up to the extent that it has. I think it's been really interesting to see different people's reactions to it. And I would say overall, the feeling that I get from people is that it's been hard, but we're the better for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was such a great year, honestly, for us to launch a podcast, because I think it really forced you and I to like take the time weekly and slow down and like consider different things or discuss different ideas and kind of hash it out together and grow together. And then also have all these different guests on and kind of get the input from so many other people going through either similar stages of life or different stages of life. And it's been really interesting for us to have the opportunity to ask them like, what are you simplifying or what are you loving? Because so much of it has revolved around COVID and 2020 and the uncertainty. And it is like this unanimous, like embracing simplicity and wanting to be intentional with our time at home with our kids and, you know, trying to go with the flow of working from home now and just like figuring out this juggling act. 
And it's, I know for me, it's just been encouraging knowing that like, I'm not alone going through all of these big emotions this year, you know, like so many other moms and women and just people in general are processing through the same stuff that we're processing through in our house. And I think that's been truly one of the most unique things about it is that it has affected everyone. Mm -hmm. And not only just everyone, but in very similar ways. Um, I know like in our, on our side of the world, technology and all that is something that's really important, but I think we have learned ways to make technology serve us better, serve our lives better. Um, and I think a lot of people have sort of been technologyed out and, you know, they're oh, starting yeah. to do things that are more, like you were saying, more creative and more the things that come up only out of boredom and lack of things to do. Cause you know, you can only binge watch TV for so long before you're ready for something else. You're ready for something new. So I think it's just, it's interesting because we've all experienced this. We've all made it to the other side of it. And I think at this point we've all lost somebody because of it, or we know someone that's lost someone, you know? So I think there's just this collective sense of understanding between everyone and it's just going to be really interesting to see what 2021 looks like, you know, now that there's a vaccine rolling out. And I think, I think by this time next year, things are going to look a lot different, you know, a lot more quote unquote normal, but like we've all said, it's going to be a new normal. The world is never Mm -hmm. going to be the same. Mm -hmm. What are some things you're hoping for, for 2021? like either personally or with your family or just as you kind of look ahead to the next year? That's a good question. Um, I think just really basically I want to work on just some of my processes and systems for getting people where they need to be when they need to be Mm -hmm. there and, you know, all of that kind of thing. Cause I feel like it's a good opportunity to kind of hit the reset button on that. And I don't know, just, there towards the end of the year, it was getting rough. Like I felt like I was flying by the seat of my pants at all times. And um, I would really like to get better at that and really just problem solve and trial and error. And then I think I would like for us to have more outside time, whatever that looks like, you know, get us outside, get us together. Maybe um, Chase and I have talked about as we're able to, being more intentional with planning trips and budgeting mm. accordingly for them, you know, if that's something that we're able to do. I know that's something we all took for granted, the possibility of being able to do that. So it's like now it's like, wow, if we're able to travel and it's and it's safe, how can we make that more intentional? What about you guys? Yeah, I think I mean very similar lines. Um I know for me it's just being able to, like you said, like reset the consistency. Like I feel like December was just all over the place and nothing felt consistent. And I know like having a newborn and young kids, like it's just inconsistent. You know, that's just the kind of the stage of life we're in. But just being able to have the chance to like reflect and think of just simple things I want to do every day, whether that's I'm going to put the dishes away every single night even if I'm so stinking tired, I just want the dishes put away every night, you know, like, and I'm trying to, excuse me, show myself like grace and not set really, really lofty 
goals yes. for this year. You know, like I'm trying to just really simplify them and keep them basic of if it looks like I'm going to try my hardest to read five pages a day, or maybe it's five pages a week out of a book, like, you know, just keeping it very realistic. Um, I know we have talked about as a family budgeting and just looking at, you know, how, where do we want our money to go and how do we want to make sure we're being good stewards of our money and what does that look like? And then also taking the time to be more intentional with community and just like plugging in with our church and how can we serve more at our church and maybe reconsidering the aspects of where we're currently serving and should that look different? And, you know, just all of the things of a new year and then also just a new baby, like what am I going to realistically be able to put on my plate and still accomplish, but not get like just really overwhelmed and beyond myself. And I think that's where, where simplicity really comes into play is it's being able to assess Mm -hmm. like, because I think goals are important and I think it is a good opportunity to take, to have a fresh start, to take steps towards the way you want things to look. But on the other hand, you really have to look at what's most important. And then, like you said, it has to be realistic. Like, cause if the goals aren't realistic, they're not achievable. And then you fail before you've even started. Right. Right. Have you thought of like a word for this year? Or something like one specific area you want to like try to focus in on? So I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of weeks. And the only word that I can land on that really feels right is that I want to listen more. Mm. So I guess the word would be listen. Because I feel like with all that happened in 2020, I feel like there were lots of opportunities to form uninformed opinions about things and I just I feel like there's so much I don't know and I don't want to be someone that just flings their opinion around about things without really having listened and you know striven to understand um, what it is I'm trying to form an opinion on so I feel like just across the board in my relationships as a mom with you know any sort of political or I don't know just all the opportunities that we have, especially with just the reach of, um, you know, what technology gives us, all the things that we can reach and see and understand. I think I really want to listen more and um, listen first and speak second, I think would be kind of what I want to focus on. And And like I said, I think that just in all areas of my life, I would like to see that sort of take effect. And um, I love that perspective because I think like the beginning of 2020, I think a lot of people were trying to be cognizant of that. And then it was just like, we got information overload and everyone stopped listening. (laughs) That's really good. That's a great thing for me to think of. Um, I think for me, the word I keep coming back to is just patience. Mm. Like being able to be patient with my family, just with God's timing, um, just be patient with the transitions. Cause I know there's going to be lots of transitions this year yeah. and just not try to like rush this season along and just know like there's goodness in this season and there's purpose in this season and just to like soak it up 
while I can, because I mean, we really don't know what this year could hold, you know, like I think a lot of people are thinking like, oh, it's going to flip the switch and 2021 is going to be the answer. But for all we know, it could be next December and we could be having the same discussions, you know, of like, yeah, you just don't know. So I'm trying my hardest to be patient. Um, it was interesting this year coming into the year, my word was peace. And I had like no idea <laughs> how much I was going to need that. Cause like it was, that was definitely like something I struggled with all year was just peace. And so moving forward, I think with patience, the verse I kept coming back to when I was like trying to think through this and just pray through this was Romans 12, 12. Um, and it's really simple, which I like. So it should be easy to like memorize and just kind of be on my heart throughout the year, but it's rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like what I am hoping my motto can be for this year is just like be patient in this season, you know, rejoice when we can and just to be constant in prayer. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. And who knows why God's, you know, just putting that on my heart. Hopefully that doesn't mean I'm going to really struggle with it, but maybe I'll be really struggling with it this year, trying to juggle everything and figure it out. But I would like to be more patient, even in our family. Like my three-year-old is like in the why and what is it and how does it work? And it's just like, I feel like it's a thousand questions a day. And it's so easy for me to be like, please just stop. You know, like I lose my patience so fast. And it's like, no, like I need to be fostering this and like thankful he's in this season of wanting to learn and create and slow down and figure out the ins and outs. Um, But it's way easier said than done. Yeah. But I think if you can center yourself on just the pursuit of that, I think it can, it can really affect you know, just the way that you take on every day and the way you take on situations. And, you know, I think, I think God will probably give you plenty of opportunities to practice. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I'm anticipating it. (laughs) I think that's really good because I'm with you on that. (sighs) And it's hard when you have multiple ages and stages going and Something that I find myself doing is my daughter, who's four, she's very mature in like the way she speaks and the way she carries herself. And I feel like sometimes I just lump her into the same category as my almost seven-year-old son Mm -hmm. and she's four. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes I find myself getting frustrated with her four-year-oldness and Mm -hmm. I just, I need to take a step back and let her be, let her be who she is. Mm-hmm. at the stage she is. And like you said, just embrace it and, and foster it and not, not wish it away. Not that I would ever think that's what I'm doing, but I think in moments right. of just exhaustion, it feels like you're almost like, can we just be past the stage, please? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will be thinking of and praying for you during these last few hours, days. Thank you. Weeks, whatever Thank it ends you. up being. Oh, we need it over here. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, it goes by fast and yet it doesn't. It's like each minute feels like a year long. <laughs> I know. But be patient. <laughs> That's be patient right. Hey, for this baby. <laughs> 
so hard. Let's get this baby here. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I hope you guys can soak up Colorado. Enjoy it for us. It's it's a special place for both of us, I know. So I'm glad it you is. get the chance to be there. Thank you. We love we love getting to be here and, and see family and the time goes fast. So mm-hmm. make sure we soak it up and appreciate it.